What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. This is a live, raw podcast where we explore faith, spirituality, and the realms of paranormal. If you're brand new here, welcome. If you're not, thank you for being a part of the community. Today, I'm going to be talking about UFOs in the Bible. I literally have some of the coolest verses ready to go. Perfect thing to talk about on a Sunday morning here. So strap in. This is going to be a very interesting episode. We're going to start out with the Book of Enoch. Um, I'll probably put this in the Enoch playlist just because Enoch's got a ton of extraterrestrial vibes. Um, and we're going to be looking at Enoch on his throne. We're going to be looking at what Mount Sinai actually means. We're going to be looking at Moses and the burning bush, Abraham's sacrifice, the Revelation Cube, as well as some very unique events in the book of Exodus. Um, and today is going to be completely mind and an eye-opening for you. Um, if you're brand new to the channel, again, I look at all things faith and spirituality in the lens of paranormal. Uh, what is actually happening? What is really going on? Uh, what is the authentic reality within each of us that we have ac access to? Um, and that's exactly how we're going to approach this today. So good Sunday morning. I hope you're having a beautiful day. What's up, Merle? How are you, my friend? I've got some coffee. Uh, grab a pen and paper. Grab your Bible if you have one. This is not going to be a religious message whatsoever. Uh, this is totally for um, anyone with an open mind, anyone here in love and light. I don't care what tradition you're a part of, uh, what type of person you are, what past you have, who you're married to, where you do or don't go to church, what the color of your skin is. Guys, I don't care. Um, I'm not here to debate any of that. What's the right way? What's the wrong way? That kind of thing. I don't care. I just want everyone to have an open mind. I want everyone to ask authentic questions. I want everyone to feel that they have the authority to ask the questions. And that is very, very important to my channel here. So, uh, just know that we accept all. This is an inclusive channel with love and light. Lynn Straw, how are you doing, my friend? Missy, what is up? Thank you. Missy says the hair looks good. Thank you very much. I just got my ears lowered this week. Um, got one of the best barbers in the area here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have great conversations with him. He he definitely has an open mind, and we get to talk about all this kind of stuff. So um, I need to do like an episode from the chair because he's, uh, you know, he's such a cool guy. So, uh, but getting into Enoch here, we're in first Enoch 14, 18 through 21. It says, I was looking and I saw a high throne and its appearance was like ice and its roundness was like the shining sun and the border was cherubim and from underneath the throne flowed forth rivers of flaming fire. And I was unable to see. Upon it sat the great glory. His garments were like the appearance of the sun and whiter than the abundant snow. No angel could enter in his house and gaze upon his face because of the splendor and glory. And no human being was able to look at him. Now, I am going to ask some really hard questions today. Again, super open mind, guys. But I think if you start to understand what I'm talking about today, it's going to take you down a spirituality rabbit hole that, um, for me has been life changing, life altering, uh, mind opening, eye opening, um, and something that you just really can't come back from. Once you see it, you see it, 
it changes your life. It changes the way you look at faith and ancient traditions. It changes the way you look for God. Um, and it changes the way you view yourself. Um, and that is uh, the ancient astronaut theory, the idea that this planet's been visited by uh, other entities for eons. Um, even humanity is potentially a genetic experiment or seeding on this planet by other extraterrestrial races. Um, and so, you know, we see things from like the site at Machu Picchu to Pumapunku. We have the pyramids. We have all of the different Mayan prophecies. We have uh, everything from Aboriginal lore to Hebrew lore to Greek mythology and Sumerian mythology and Egyptian mythology. And they're all telling the same story at the end of the day. Different beings are in a battle for the souls, hearts, and minds of humanity. Um, and then you have entities that are called Shining Ones, or what a lot of people today call Luciferian, which are here to bear light, bring light into the world, and kind of uh, shirk off the darkness, if you will, the systems of control. Even in the Book of Revelation, I did a video yesterday on uh, the Mark of the Beast system. What that actually is, is it already here? You guys know I don't answer any questions here. If you're looking for the answer, you're in the wrong place. And anyone that tells you the answer, that they have the answer, is most likely full of it. Um, I'm here to get you to ask better questions, more authentic questions about yourself and others and these stories and texts that we have. Um, and that's really, really important to me for anyone that is authentically seeking uh, their own divinity and the authentic, most high spirit Father, God, Mother, Son, uh, the Holy Trinity, the the feminine, the masculine, and the child, which is us. Um, all of those things, you know, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, that's totally fine. Just hang around. All things will be revealed. You're going to understand more and more um, as, as time goes on. Just keep coming back to the podcast. Know that you're a part of uh, this beautiful, beautiful community, and you're welcome here. You're welcome to ask any authentic questions you have, so... Um, Anton says nobody has the answer, but God, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, green pine tree says, I'm here to know more about mother Mary. Yeah. Um, I am going to do more about, uh, Mary Magdalene. Go check out my series on YouTube. If you guys haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go check that out. I really want to hit 10,000 over there soon. We're headed towards 200,000 on TikTok. We're almost at 300,000 on Facebook. Um, and so go give me some love over on YouTube. Um, everything's in my profile. Um, you know, the little click on it in the profile, you guys know where to go. I can't say, you know, what it is or, or, uh, TikTok doesn't like that. Facebook doesn't like that either, but it's on my website. You know, those old school things, the websites, um, com. You can click on my official YouTube channel there. There's a bunch of copycats out there, so just if you go search for me, make sure you know it's actually mine, that there's content uploaded every day, that I'm actually answering comments in there, and that there's actually followers on there. Because unfortunately, people have been cloning my accounts, and um, I don't want anyone to get led into the wrong, uh, the wrong corner with that. So uh, thank you very much, Peter. I appreciate you for being here. Um, so Mother Mary, uh, I do want to talk about that just just a minute because it kind of ties into this. So Mother Mary being Mary Magdalene, um, 
which is like the incarnation of, or at least the realization of the, the fullness, whatever you want to say, of the feminine aspect of God, uh, the feminine aspect of the Trinity. And you may go, no, 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 the Trinity is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, that's what the church has told you. That's what's been popular for the past uh, hundreds of years. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, ladies, I think it should be very easy for the ladies to see this, guys, and anyone in between, you know, just understand that we have a patriarchal religiosity, churchianity system that still, to this day, has an issue with feminine leadership. They did not have an issue with that in the tribe Jesus was traveling with. Uh, they did within the other um, traditions around there within, um, you know, all kinds of different traditions. I won't name any of them because, again, I'm not here to say anything, you know, positive, negative about any traditions. I'm just here to look at the data, lay it all out there. Um, but, you know, the Essenes, um, there's a lot of data that says the Essenes were only a male society, which doesn't make any sense. Mary Magdalene most likely was an Essene um, who practiced uh, plant magic, uh, which would have been like plant medicines and stuff like that, um, and knew how to heal with her hands, energy healing. Um, you know, you guys that are in the community, you know what I'm talking about. If you're brand new, that may sound a little weird and out there, but I promise do some research into it. Uh, do your own research. Always do your own research. Uh, but Mary Magdalene is fascinating. And Dan Brown did a whole book series, obviously, on um, kind of the cover up with what the Holy Grail is. You know, Mother Mary, um, the Roman Catholic Church kind of took Mother Mary and made that the mother of Jesus with the whole Immaculate Conception rather than the actual Mother Mary being Mary Magdalene. I had a gentleman that was arguing me, with me in the comments the other day about Mary Magdalene, you know, that uh, the fullness of God wouldn't be in someone that had seven demons. And you guys have to, have to, have to understand the whole Jesus in India theory um, and I, and it becomes less of a theory when you actually look at Hinduism and Buddhism and those teachings and traditions, and then look at Jesus's message again and go, oh yeah, that's totally there. Um, because it's less of a theory at that point and more of an obvious teaching of kind of the culmination of Egyptian mystery schools, Hinduism, Buddhism, all in kind of like this full message that Jesus is giving them. Um, and everybody was looking for this actual Messiah that was going to deliver them from the hands of Rome, uh, set the people free, you know, more like the Exodus story type thing. When he was like, no, 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 like I'm here to spiritually set you free. Like, and he never uh, was one, like he talked about his father. He never said he was like what we say, son of God, but rather he said, you are sons and daughters of the Most High. Um, like he put us in that category with him. Good morning, Micah. How are you, my brother? Joey says, uh, I was looking over uh, the back of my property off in the distance, a huge orb of yellow and orange light. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. There's been a ton of orb viewings and um, UFO stuff lately. So that's kind of why I wanted to touch on this because it's like, what are we seeing? What's really going on here? And it's literally all through the Bible. So just to kind of finish up on Mary Magdalene, uh, I, I do have a whole series on the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Go check that out. It is on my YouTube. Just go look through the playlists on there. 
Um, I have so much content, guys. It's and it's hard to organize all of it, but do dig a bit, and it's there. I promise. Um, it is so beautiful when we understand that feminine aspect of God, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, the unity, uh, most likely married, um, and that her seven demons were the seven chakras that were cleared. That that's it. Like she was able to step into that fullness once they were cleared. Um, and just like us, by the way, just like us, like it's all there. This is all esoteric stories about, uh, magical, mystical, supernatural and paranormal activity. Um, and we forget that we, we put the religion stamp on it and we want a doctrine and a dogma and we want to feel good about it and feel holy about it rather than mystified by it, absolutely enamored by it and ready to step into the next door of reality within our own higher self. Green pine trees asks, do I use tarot? Um, I don't personally use tarot, but I do follow some tarot readers. Um, one of my favorite ones is Lion Essence. Um, she's absolutely incredible. I'd love to collaborate with her one day. She's always spot on. She's full of light. Um, I think she does it with the right heart. Like, I, you know, I always look for that. I don't care what the tool is. Are you using it well? Um, so I have no issue with tarot. Um, in fact, the AI artwork I create is kind of my version of tarot. Uh, because I pull elements out of it and I kind of read from it. I, I create the artwork um, for the episode, literally like right before I go live, make the artwork, and then I kind of pull elements from it. And it's kind of like this stream of consciousness, higher consciousness using the AI, using me, um, and then to channel this message every day. So I definitely consider myself someone that's like a um, ish prophetic um channeling type thing um and, and that's that's hard for me to say because i grew up in like a very you know evangelical like uh, that stuff is evil kind of thing so um with that like I, i'm not saying i'm a prophet and i'm going to tell you what to do or what's up here but i do believe that there is like a an intelligence channel through me i try to just be sensitive to that the spirit of god um, whatever you want to, you know, call it, that's my higher self, the universe. I, I believe that there's something really special with this channel that things are being put together that have not been put together before or have only been put together like in pieces over here, pieces over here. And I'm, I really think there's something happening here where we kind of have like a more full message. Like we've got elements of like all different cultures and walks of life and traditions and religions and faiths and paranormal and, like it's all coming together. And I think that like every episode we do, there's more alchemy between all of these elements coming together and the community as well is continuing to wake up more and more and more and just kind of see all kinds of stuff. So, uh, mustard seed. Hannah says tarot is Luciferian. Yeah, it absolutely is Luciferian. I am Luciferian by the way. Um, just so you guys know, like if you're afraid of that, this is not the channel for you. I am a light bearer. I'm a light worker. I'm a light warrior. We are light warriors here. Um, I've got a whole message next week that will blow your mind about Jesus, Lucifer, um, and what that really is, what that connection is. And that connection is going to blow your mind. And I may lose some followers over it. I'm okay with it. Um, and I actually think I'll gain a lot of followers over it because um, it all the data is there. Now, unfortunately, there's traumas that happen. And I've seen people that have um, channels against Luciferianism and everything. There are plenty of cults around anything, guys, from UFO cults to Jesus cults to, uh, you know, New Age cults to Luciferian cults, whatever. Any of those can do real harm to people. They can really cause trauma. They can really become a root of evil in people's lives. 
So when I talk about Luciferianism, the idea of Luciferianism is that uh, Jesus was a light worker from another star system that came to enlighten humanity against the evil gods of uh, the ancient times, including like the Old Testament. You have this Yahweh character who is killing people over and over and over and over, like two million plus unalivings in the Old Testament, including babies, animals, loved his, his sacrifices, you know. Um, and that Jesus came completely against that. Um, and he did. I mean, he, he really did. And your pastor won't tell you that. Your church won't tell you that. Uh, your Bible study group won't tell you that. In fact, your good Christian theology will not tell you that. But if you actually read the text and understand the context of it, it becomes abundantly clear, especially if you're into UFOs, ancient aliens, that type thing. Uh, it becomes very, very clear. So um, anyway, so like tarot being Luciferian, um, yeah, you're, you're doing magic. You're, you're tapping into frequencies, you're channeling intelligences. I'm doing it right now. Um, but it, it, Jesus literally taught us how do you discern that? Where is the root? Where is the fruit? Is it rooted into the light and the purity of God? Or is it rooted into the darkness, the fear, the loathing, the anxiety, the judgment of God? Now, why did I just say God twice? Because it depends on what God you serve. There are many, many, many gods. No, no, no. There's only one God. Yeah, there is. There's one God because he called himself the one God. He was angry. He was jealous. He wanted to be the only one. He rose himself up. And then you have these other entities that are coming to enlighten humanity. you got Buddha, Krishna. Krishna was, was source, was Brahman. Um, Jesus talked about source, Brahman. He talked about the father, Theos. Uh, these are all things like, you know, I can prove to you with scripture and with data. Like, I, I'm not here to argue with anyone. If you see it, you see it. Now, there's a lot of people that do not see this, and it's very, very hard for them to understand this because they're operating out of doctrine and dogma. One of my missions, my goals, my life's work is to melt doctrine and dogma off of people just like candle wax to reveal the truth underneath so that they can actually step into who they authentically are and who God the purity, the source, Theos has called them to be. Um, and so that's very, very important to me. So Luciferianism, um, again, there's plenty of cults around anything. There's cults around Christianity. There's cults around, um, again, New Age. So that's where, like, the trauma comes in. And there's a lot of people demonizing Luciferianism because um, it's it sounds scary because we've been told that Lucifer is the devil, right? No, 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 no. Like, if you've ever read it, like, and I'm going to read it this week, um, Lucifer exactly is the light bearer. Lucifer is the thing, the entity, the one that came against this God of this world. And it's all there. Okay. And whether you consider the God of this world, the construct, Satan, the devil, whatever, that's fine. But Lucifer being tied to the devil, um, unfortunately is something that was made popular within, uh, the, the kind of church construct as it all came. You guys have got to go look up the history I'll try to do a history of like church founding and uh, canonization of the Bible and all of those things. And unfortunately, if you've ever read the Bible and you went, okay, this is 66 books that are really hard to understand. They're not in order. Um, I don't really understand the parallels. Why do I have to go from here to here to here to here to here to get what pastors saying out of it? Uh, well, and here's the answer, guys. It's by design, I fully believe. It's by design so that uh, there's holes in there. There's a million different connections all over the place, and it's beautiful. 
but you don't understand what connection to make or what angle to read it from because there's so many holes in it. Book of Enoch fills a ton of holes. We understand the different celestial entities that are visiting this planet, even through the birth of Noah's story. Um, a lot of people argue about Book of Enoch not being legit because um, it's pseudepigrapha, which is um, basically it was penned in the name of Enoch. It wasn't actually him writing it. Um, but guys, go look into the actual canon of the Bible. There are dozens of books within your your Bible that you read in church today that are pseudepigrapha that were not written by the person that it says on the title. Um, so anyway... Um, Let's see. Uh, you don't have to get any pastor, uh, any other opinion of it. Uh, read it yourself. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Um, you know, that's the thing. That's all I want to encourage people to do is go read it for yourself and have your own understanding of it. Um, and zoom out, you know, zoom out. Don't don't zoom in and go, I've got to have the right thing or I'm not going to be saved. I'm going to go to hell. Like if you just zoom out and you go, OK, what's really going on here? God loves me. I'm a, I'm a beautiful, beautiful entity, a being of light. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loved, I'm forgiven. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I want to serve others. Like you just step into that. Like that's that middle path that so few people find because they either want to be right or they want to be free or they want to be both rather than yoking to love like Jesus taught us to. And that's a very, very, I talk a lot about bhakti yoga uh, which is the yoga of love, which literally is what Jesus talked about. And in, in fact, he talked about his yoke and that word yoke is the yoga. It's yoga. Um, so that's, that's another thing that most people don't know about the Bible as well. So that's kind of what I'm here today. I'm not here trying to like wield my Bible knowledge or anything. Cause I don't really consider myself very knowledgeable biblically. I've read it my whole life, but there's a lot of things I don't understand, but I do weirdly somehow, see all the et stuff in it i see all the like celestial battles going on um i see the the multiple entities uh even the ones that we consider god are not necessarily what we should consider god in my humble opinion um and i did a whole series on yaldabaoth uh yahweh the demiurge in gnosticism that'll give you a much clearer picture of what i'm talking about when i say just because it says God in your Bible doesn't, you got to look at what the entity is. Where's the root? Where's the fruit? Uh, you got a bunch of people being unalived around him and a lot of judgment and fear. Uh, maybe that's not, maybe that's not who Jesus was talking about. Maybe Jesus was actually the one to take the punishment from that God so that all of humanity could return to the light through the light bearer, Lucifer. I know that's the strong like that. You, you guys are like, wait, no, 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 that's not what I'm telling you. Go look up the verses with Lucifer. There's one main verse and there's a couple of other pseudo references, but there's one main verse and it does not mean what you think it means. And I, I believe that I have found the meaning of it and I'm going to share that this week. It will be a strong cup of tea for most of us, but trust me when I say you don't want to miss that episode. So I'm going to do that this week. Um, I've been promising that for a while and I think I'm finally ready to just put it out there. So we are all gods and goddesses. Amen, Jody. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, the verses in, uh, Corinthians, let's see, um, about Lucifer is second Corinthians eleven fourteen. 
Uh, it says, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Um, and so that's, that's where a lot of people get like Lucifer from. And they tie that to the actual verse that talks about the shining one. Those are not necessarily related because what this is talking about in second Corinthians, if you're willing to actually look it up and, and make yourself ill and sick for a while and just go, I don't know how, how have I not known anything? Um, understand that second Corinthians is talking about Yahweh. Um, in my humble opinion, again, and I've gone over and over and over and over this with the community. So if you're not sure on me, that's fine. But I'm telling you, this is really, really compelling stuff because um, it talks about Yahweh in the Old Testament, uh, that he's able to cloak himself in light, uh, which is really interesting because that means it's not natural to him, but he's like cloaked in it. He can take it on and off. Even Yahweh himself says he dwells in dark places and he brings forth blessings from dark places. He says, I am your God out of Egypt. Um, like there's, I've got a ton of verses on this and I will get heavy into that again on an episode or two, just to kind of refresh everyone. But for now I want to just really talk about that. So, uh, does that mean his duality? Yeah. So if you look at like Jesus spoke against duality, Yahweh is the epitome of duality. Uh, the duality of like, he cloaks himself in light, but his nature is darkness. Jesus even said that, you know, your father is the devil. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Like, look at what were the first things that God did in the Bible. Like, he gave the flood. He, he lied about the fruit that you would die if you ate the fruit. They didn't. He just kicked them out of the garden. Like, it's literally could not be more clear, but you've been programmed over and over and over and over to see it another way. And I'm telling you, every school of theology programs you I've taken multiple courses in schools of theology from multiple traditions. They are all programming you away from the understanding of who Jesus really is and what this whole narrative is actually about. And none of them will even, even for a moment, consider UFO activity or other extraterrestrial races being involved in humanity's ascension and evolution. Um, even the, the idea of the shining one, the serpent in the garden, that word can be translated, and I'm, I'm going to look more into that, but I did read some data where that word in Hebrew can be translated to the shining one. So it's not just serpent, it's the shining one. And I read, there's this whole article here, um, this really, really bad article, just horrible references and theology and, and everything. And not that I have good theology, but this is just another fear-mongering article from a fundamentalist right wing, you know, uh, and I'm not here to be political at all. I'm just saying like, this is just one to grab your attention, scare you and make sure that you keep following their blog. And I'm not going to say who it's from, but, I, um, it's talking about book of Genesis and the serpent. Uh, it says Genesis 31. It's actually Genesis 31. Uh, says now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Now remember, Lord God is Yahweh there. It says um, <clears throat> that uh, Yahweh Elohim, by the way. That's what it says. We have to understand that. We have to understand the difference in the etymologies here. Um, and people debate on those all the time. I'm not saying I'm 100% right on all of them. I'm just saying if you don't understand the Greek and the Hebrew, you cannot even begin to understand the narrative because it all take makes so much more sense when you look into that. 
Um, and I do my best to like pull out the keywords here for everyone. Um, and then this goes on to like talk about like usually we see things that are deceitful. They are shiny. Uh, they are pretty. They grab our attention. The fruit looked good to eat. It was pleasing to the eye. And then it talks about no wonder Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Why do I talk about that? Because Jesus was literally telling them that their, you know, their God that led them out of Egypt was Satan, was the devil. Um, that's it's, it couldn't be more clear. And again, I'm not against any tradition or faith here. I'm just telling you what it says. And you have to ask yourself, what part of this narrative am I a part of? Um, because in the Old Testament, it says that Yahweh cloaks himself in light and he can take it on and off. Um, and why is that important? Because, and I'm going to see if I can pull that verse up. I have it in another spreadsheet. Uh, because what can a UFO extraterrestrial alien race do? They can turn the light on and off. They can transmute in and out of our reality. They can go dark. Um, and in fact, they dwell in darkness and shadows, or certain ones of them do, until they decide to light up. Um, and so that's what's really interesting. Um, okay, so uh, I'm looking for it. Let's hear... Um, actually do command F and search for light in here. Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, Yahweh says, I am the God of all flesh. Um, and then Jesus um, is literally saying, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Uh, then in John 3, it goes on to say, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There's a, a differentiation there. Again, I'm not telling you what to believe or what, or that it's an us versus them thing. That's not what this is about, guys. It's just about opening your eyes and trying to understand the actual authentic story behind all of this. Because it's not just in the Bible. It's in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. It's in the Sumerian Tablets. It's in the Egyptian uh, lore. It's in the Greek mythology. Um, it's in the Norse mythology. Like, it's all there. Uh, this story has been told over and over and over and over from different angles and different opinions. Um, and let's see, da, 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 da. uh, Yahweh said he, that he would dwell in the thick darkness. And then in first John one, five, it says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Hmm. Interesting that, that there's so many discrepancies, so many, and I, and I, I cannot, especially with ancient, ancient astronaut theory, I cannot dismiss the idea that Somehow, God in the Old Testament, your your Baals, your Yahwehs, your Yaldabaoth, your all these different things, are somehow extraterrestrial races battling for humanity, battling for control over all the tribes of the earth. Uh, literally closer to your space epic than what we consider religion or faith. Um, and that's so, so weird. And then even in Hosea, it says, Yet I am Yahweh, your God, from the land of Egypt. Well, I thought he was a Hebrew God. Well, he says he's out of Egypt here. Um, and if you can go back and look at the Egyptian lore and even Jesus himself, uh, there's a whole theory about him actually being the son of Cleopatra and that uh, Mary and Joseph actually adopted him. And then Joseph of Arimathea, his uncle, took him to India and Nepal uh, through the Silk Road. Um, and that's there's there's more and more data to back that up. And the more you read of the Gnostic Gospels that have been found, it makes a whole lot more sense. What's up, Eric from Wichita, Kansas? How are you, my brother? Um, 
what is the meaning behind the Psalms then? Okay, so if you're worshiping an extraterrestrial entity, I got to talk about this because everybody that has an ET experience, they have one of two reactions, complete and utter terror and fear or complete and utter love and oneness and unity and like all things are well. Um, and then kind of the third one is they see him off in the distance and go, that's weird. I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. Like that's just too much for me. Hey, Zeus is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, okay. I found this on the web for Jesus is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Stop Siri listening to my conversations. Oh, I'm I live here. Siri on my computer just thought she would listen to me. So, um, so why this picture? I mean, this is just kind of my vision of Moses. I don't know that Moses wore a hat, but you know, he looks good in a hat. This is the burning bush. Like what is the burning bush other than an orb? If anyone has ever, there's so many reports of farmers, ranchers, shepherds seeing these orbs floating through bushes and trees and not catching them on fire they just transmute right through the physical matter and it literally is the same story as in <clears throat> the uh the story of moses and the burning bush um and it's like i just don't understand why people people don't like more readily get this and that's that's where i'm coming at this from this morning um, look into more of UFO abductions, UFO encounters, look into the cycle, psychological ramifications of that, and even the psychedelic ramifications of that. Um, there is also a lot of like really psychedelic experiences around them where like once you encounter one that you then have all these weird serendipities in your life or you see you start to kind of see the veil peeling back like faces in the trees and like more of like the spirit world and more of like, you know, uh, disembodied spirits and energies. And like people have literally had life changing experiences with these. I have not, by the way, I speak about all of this purely from theory. It's not like I'm somebody who went and met with an angel um, and got all of this information. Whatever all of this is, is just stream of consciousness flow. I get into this state. Every time I do a podcast, I do it every single day. Uh, how do I do it? How do I do it? Um, there's no magic enchantment. I don't draw a salt ring or uh, make any kind of weird pentagram or anything, guys. Like, this is just, um, I do my prayer and meditation for, you know, about 10, 15 minutes before this, and I just start going. I make the artwork. I just do this. I was literally born to do this. This is my life's work. I finally stepped into that power. Um, and I'm very, very, very thankful and grateful and humbled to be able to do it. So um, let's see. Somebody said, I'm a psychiatrist just listening and counting crazy people. Hey, if you are a psychiatrist, I hope that's not true. Um, because that is probably not a great thing to do, like to judge people. Because... Um, I don't consider that anyone here is crazy. Anyone that has had these experiences knows that they're just as sane as anyone else. Um, and for myself, I think a lot of people think I've, I've absolutely lost it, gone off the deep end, whatever. And that's fine. Um, but I, but I am, I'm, I'm sane. I'm, I'm happy. I'm well, I'm, uh, very blessed to do this. And I love to look at all these angles. It's literally the thing that excites me in life. It's the only thing that excites me in life. 
Um, and so with that, you know, just please be here. Don't sit on the throne of judgment here. That's not for us to do. Um, you know, just be here to love people. I think that that's where love comes in. If you are a psychiatrist, psychologist, that's awesome. But but be nice. Don't judge people. Um, and maybe if you really are here to help, don't don't count the crazies. Um, count us all as one um, because I'll be the leader of them if that's who you're here to count. So you can count me first. Um, you can't kill, kill the lower vibrations uh, with love. Oh, you can kill the lower vibrations with love in your heart space. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just received just received my spiritual gifts, um, as all can. Uh, Jody says yes, awesome, Jody. That's one of the big, big things we work on here, uh, specifically in our Mythos group. Um, if you don't know about that, it's our patron supporter group. Uh, it helps me show up here every single day, and we have an incredible community. If you're looking for community. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Mythos members here. And there's more over here on uh, Facebook as well. Um, and I know there'll be more watching on YouTube later. So if you're part of the Mythos, thank you guys for the support. And if you guys want to join the Mythos and meet some of these incredible people, we have a live call every Saturday where we get to literally talk amongst the community, go over all these elements, go over what's going on in life. Uh, we just did it this last Saturday, yesterday. Got to hear from everybody in the community. So if you guys want a chance to, to talk with me and with others in the community, uh, the Mythos community is a fantastic place. We have a private Facebook group, private YouTube channel, uh, and then private live stream calls every single Saturday. Join that over on my website, www.cubkuker.com. It's only nine bucks a month. It's like one of the cheapest uh, patron supporter levels that any of these creators are doing. Most people that do live calls, you got to pay, you know, well over $30 a month. And so, uh, we're doing it for nine bucks a month. So I may be, I may be crazy for doing that, but, um, it's working. And I think that, uh, the people that are in it, they, they absolutely love it. So thank you guys for the support. Please consider joining the mythos patron community. It's over on my website. Um, to get back into Moses here, we're in Exodus 3, um, and then Moses, um, it says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the back of the wilderness and came to God's mountain, to Horeb. Yahweh's angel appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the middle of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will go now and see this great sight, why the bush was not burned. When Yahweh saw that he had come over to see, God called him out of the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, he said, here I am. He said, don't come close. Take off your sandals for this place that you're standing on is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, and he was afraid to look at God. So uh, Jesus even says that no man has seen the Father, um, and no one has stood before God. And then we clearly hear even later when they're talking about Moses that he stood and spoke with God as a man speaks with another man. So there's another context clue there. I'm just laying out these context clues for you guys. Um but this is very interesting. Um, so it's the angel of Yahweh. Well, we see that the angel of Yahweh also led the Israelites through the desert. 
It was a pillar um, of smoke by day, a pillar of fire by night. Um, sounds awfully extraterrestrial to me. It parted the Red Sea with uh, what could only be some sort of sound wave technology, cymatic technology, able to just simply move. We, we can do that on a small scale with sound technology and anything that had a large scale sound technology, uh, sonic technology, could easily have parted that that waterway for them to walk through so um just mind-blowing guys mind-blowing uh you know the the miracles the miraculous a lot of the miraculous that we see is technological and we just have to be honest with that um and then the true miraculous which jesus came to teach the true esoteric magic frequencies god within uh the kingdom of god within us all of that uh which was considered heresy still is uh, the true magic, the true magic is still here and we can still tap into it. Um, and that's, that's the core thing that I teach on this channel. Um, you guys get deeper into the community. That's really what we're working on. We're, we're working on discovering our own spiritual gifts, our own place in the kingdom of God, discovering God within us, melting doctrine and dogma, moving into a place where we love ourselves and others on an authentic and true level. And we're able to actually serve in this world and yoke ourselves to love rather than fear, anxiety, doubt. Um, that's what we're doing. So if you like that and you vibe with that and you're totally ready to just step on the next level of this, step off the ledge, then join us in the community. We'd love to have you. So uh, Christ in you uh, as the hope of glory. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so why did he take his sandals off? I mean, think about grounding, think about insulators, your shoes insulate from electric energy, uh, from current. And if there was a current moving through the ground where Moses could actually tap into that current and be essentially overtaken or animated by Yahweh coming through the angel, the angel to me is nothing more than an extraterrestrial craft or entity uh, the craft and the entity sometimes cease to exist separately in R1. We know from finding UFOs, um, if you look into the work of um, Dr. Stephen Greer, the higher consciousness with UFO entities, um, really, really interesting stuff. Um, even the guy that blew the lid off of the whole Roswell thing, um, he's got a, he was on Joe Rogan talking about that like the consciousness of these entities are controlling the craft and the craft is tapped into the entities and like we, we don't even know how to fly these things like because it's all this like higher consciousness thing and so you've got this entity that's channeling this voice of God to Moses well, well how does that work well look at the Ark of the Covenant you know we we just look at it as like this holy artifact but it was obviously technology acacia wood which is an incredible um conductor um and it was gold plated which is an incredible conductor um it had some sort of technology in it that when they blew the trumpets the uh shofars around jericho the walls were able to come down because that resonance kind of met the resonance of the uh the ark of the covenant and brought the the walls down the voice of god could come through it it said it would shoot fire out and the fire would go through the nostrils and unalive people if they touched it why is that uh because that's what electricity does it's going to enter through whatever opening you have uh like just think about this guys we understand this stuff today yet we haven't gone back to the drawing board and said what is this what really is this 
And is this like some most high God, the spirit that we think of, like this God in all things? Or is this some sort of entity that wanted control over humanity, wanted control over resources, wanted the authority to touch this planet because we have the authority to touch the planet because in Genesis 1, we were given dominion over all creation. And in Genesis 2, Yahweh enters the scene, binds the creation under his, his design, his makership out of clay, puts in in the garden, says you'll die if you eat the fruit. They don't, by the way, but he curses the land still in control of everything here it's all there guys it's all there i think the god of the old testament is moloch yeah absolutely um i mean that's totally totally possible um let's see divergence says uh thank you for this information makes sense and resonates i'm learning so much thank you uh divergence for being here i really appreciate it um so let's see um i'm gonna get into yeah micah this is live micah asked if this is actually live it is live this is a live podcast so i I really do it live and then i repost it uh to apple spotify and youtube and as soon as we hit ten thousand on youtube i'll do it live on youtube as well but i've got to buy another ipad to do that so um so that's that's really interesting there we're on the mountain there okay so now we're going to go to Mount Sinai. This is another context clue about who this this God is. And God, just so you guys know, like if you're Jewish, if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, that's awesome. I, I love you. I am not here to talk about your tradition or speak out against you. This is an all love. I'm just looking at this purely from a science fiction, uh, paranormal type point of view. And what you take from it, if it somehow helps you, if it somehow, you know, gets you outside of your head on these things, then great. If not, then then please understand I'm not against anyone here uh, because, unfortunately, uh, I can't talk about this without it, uh, you know, feeling like I'm against religion. And, and I'm not against religion. I'm against the dogma and the doctrine that that hurts people. That's what I'm against. I'm not against you going to church. I'm not against you going with your family or practicing the holidays, those type of things. I think that's beautiful. I think those traditions are incredible. But I want to like look at more of the cosmic, galactic, federation-type narrative around this whole thing and try to understand what's actually going on. Um, so this says, uh, this is in Exodus 19.18. This will blow your mind, too. Mount Sinai was completely enveloped in smoke because the Lord Yahweh had descended on it in fire and smoke. He rose like fire and smoke of the furnace and the whole mountain quaked violently. Okay, what does that mean? Well, let's look at that. What is Mount Sinai? It's from Strong's 5514. This is another context clue. Probably from the same word origin as the word sin. We know what sin is, right? Okay, Uh, so sin is... Um, let's see. Well, it's, it's actually the name of an Egyptian town, which is very interesting because Yahweh is out of Egypt, right? We just talked about that. In fact, I just found that. That's wild. I'd never caught that before. Uh, but we also know sin as, um, the thing that separates us from the truth, from the light, right? Um, so why is he coming down on this mountain? That's really, really interesting. Um, and so uh, I was trying to look more into that uh, word because I just now saw that I could click on it. 
so yeah, an Egyptian town. Um, dirt, mud, clay. That's interesting. Um, Yahweh made us out of dirt, mud, clay, right? Like, I mean, it's all it's all there, guys. Like all these weird little context clues. Um, yeah, literally the first one, Egyptian uh, IMT clay, of which is translated to the Aramaic clay, according to uh, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that when I started this. That's very, very interesting. So Mount Sinai could almost be like the Mount of Clay uh, where we were made. Um, that's really, really interesting. Okay, so uh, what's going to happen here? Um, he is on ah let me reopen close tab um okay there we go i lost the verse um yahweh is descending like literally what is the word descending here it says to come down to land upon to rest upon um the whole mountain quaked violently there's even a lot of stuff now about like mount sinai that the top of it's still black and everything and you know um the first verse I read about the throne of God having streams, rivers of fire coming out of it. Um, like, come on, guys. Um, if that doesn't sound like an, a spacecraft landing on our planet, I don't know what does. Uh, the smoke of a furnace with a, an earthquake. Like, why have we looked past this is what I want to ask. Why have you sat in Sunday school and heard this story and not immediately connected it to something out of a Marvel movie rather than somehow, oh, the mountain just quaked because of the spirit of God or it was just smoke and fire in his head. You know, his head lit up with the glory of God. Like, you know, so much of this that we should take literal, we don't take literal and so much of it that we should take esoterically. We take literal. It's like we literally have it backwards. We go, oh, this is a beautiful esoteric thing. I think I'm going to look at that literally and judge people with it. Um, and then we go, oh, this is a, a, a literal thing that obviously is a UFO landing. Uh, I think I'll take that spiritually. Like, let's just flip everything instead of actually looking at the context clues around it. And that's that's really all I'm here to do, guys. Is I'm just sharing with you my stream of consciousness, the way my mind works. And, you know, for the psychiatrist in here that that thinks I'm crazy, that's great. Um, or, or said they were looking for the crazies in here. Then, hello, I'm the king of them. So, thanks for being here. Um, then we get into, I mean, here we go. We just keep going. Like, I, I told you, I promised you I had a bunch of verses for you this morning. Genesis 15. After these things, Yahweh's word came to Abraham in a vision saying, Don't be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Abraham said, Lord, Yahweh, what will you give me since I go childless and he who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? Abraham said, behold, you have given me no children and behold, one born in my house is, uh, one born in my house is my heir. Behold, Yahweh's word came to him saying, this man will not be your heir. But he will uh, come out of your own body and will be your heir. Yahweh brought him outside and said, Look toward the sky and count the stars. If you're able to count them, he said to Abraham, So your offspring will be. He believed Yahweh who credited it to him as righteousness. And remember there, Jesus said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said to Abraham, I am Yahweh who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. 
to give this land to you to inherit. Now think about who the Chaldeans were too. There's more magic attached to them. Um, Yahweh brought him out of that. Like, I don't know that there's just more depth there. I think, um, he said, Lord Yahweh, uh, how will I know that I will inherit it? He said to him, bring me a heifer three years old. Here you go, guys. Think about cattle mutilations. Think about all of the UFO stuff from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s when I grew up. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing another farmer finding these beautiful prized heifers, you know, just completely mutilated and left they're completely insanguinated of all the blood. Uh, that word, I woke up one morning with that word in my head. I had to look it up. And that means uh, that all the blood was drained out of it. Um, and so there's been people try to prove and disprove these things. I don't care. I just think that they're real. I think it's too weird that they go on. People say, oh, it's just a witchcraft, uh, you know, whatever thing. And I'm like, well, that's fine. People do weird stuff all the time. But there's too many of them, too far and wide. Lots of crop circles around him as well. Really weird things. And then you see here where Yahweh is literally asking Abraham to bring a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Really interesting. I don't understand the symbolism there. Um he brought him all these and divided them in the middle. I don't want to say it on here because I try to be family friendly. That's pretty gross. Had to split the sacrifice, right? Um, he divided the birds, uh, laid each half opposite of the other. The birds of prey came down on the carcasses and Abraham drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Here's interesting. Okay, if you read communion Whitley Strieber's book um, or watch the movie whether you believe it's true or not this has happened to so many different people where they have an experience with some of these like darker extraterrestrial entities and they are put in this weird trance state and they're like half asleep half awake they have super super bad amnesia headaches all kinds of weird stuff um, and here's Abram going into a deep sleep, a trance, an amnesia. Um, and I find that very, very convenient uh, that somehow a most high loving God has to knock his servants out. And I don't know, there, there's some weird stuff here, guys. So Now terror and great darkness fell on him. Oh, well, yeah, that's convenient too. Terror and great darkness. That's what I want from my God. He said to Abram, uh, know for sure that your offspring will live as foreigners in the land that is not theirs uh, and will serve them. They will afflict them 400 years. I will also judge the nation whom they will serve. Afterward, we know we know that that's, you know, we got Egypt. Uh, afterward, they will come out with great wealth, but you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, they will come here again from the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. Um, it came to pass when the sun went down. Here's where it gets weird again. When the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a, smirk, a smoking furnace and a flaming torch passed between these two pieces. Okay, wait a minute. Let's back up here. What else was smoking and flaming depending on night or day? 
the angel of Yahweh leading the Israelites through the desert, parting the Red Sea. Hmm, interesting. So a smoking, where was it again? Smoking furnace and a flaming torch passed between these two pieces. In that day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abram, saying, I have given this land to your offspring from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kezanites, and the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Pezzarites, uh, the Raphim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gigrashites, and the Jebusites. Phew, that's a lot of sites. Um, so that's interesting too. I'm not here to like look at all the lineages and all of that. I'm not very good at that, guys. Like, if you guys want to like get that more, go check out Sons of God Ministries. My good buddy Joshua over there, he's got way more context on that stuff. My stuff is looking at the extraterrestrial. Um, so uh, thank you, music. Uh, appreciate that. Your validation is not needed for truth to reverberate, reverberate and ripple. Absolutely. Um, let's see. If you are unaware of the space within you that creates all things, I cannot help you. Well, that's true. Absolutely, man. Just just for anybody. Truth Seeker, what's up, brother? How are you doing, man? Uh, Truth Seeker in the house. God bless you, my friend. Um, yeah, and, and I need to do another one. Truth Seeker and I need to do more together because this is, we, 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 we vibe so deeply, I think. Um, but yeah, um, so y'all go follow Truth Seeker if you haven't, by the way. Uh, good friend of mine. Um, he's on TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. He's everywhere. Go check him out. Uh, at T-R-U-T-H-S-E-E-K-A-H. Go check him out. Um, so that's, you got literal orbs here. And that's why I put this like bur burning bush, Moses. What's the difference between a farmer or rancher, uh, that people go, yeah, he's, he's a little nuts. Uh, yeah, he sees UFOs. Uh, and he's out at night and walking up, uh, walking up the hill and sees, you know, something in the bush or the tree floating towards him. And then he tells his friends and neighbors and they go, yeah, he's crazy. What's the difference between him and Moses? That's what I'm saying. What's the difference between him and Abraham? What's the difference between him and, you know, all of these, uh, and these are not just in the Hebrew stories, guys. These are in all different stories from all different walks of life all over the planet. Uh, Esther Joy says, Cub and Truth Seeker. Handshake, absolutely, absolutely. Um, James Dunn, what's up, brother? Thanks for being here, man. Um, let's see. Um, uh, music says, absolutely, so write yours rather than being uh, critical. I'm not sure what you're talking about, music, but um, uh, not sure if you're talking to me or someone else, but that was kind of out of context for what I was saying. But um, And I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm being um, I'm trying to be... Uh, really open actually and just try to look at this from all different angles so um, but oh okay there's a troll in the comments gotcha gotcha yeah y'all y'all can uh, you can kick trolls out too I've got several uh, moderators in here so if there really is somebody disrupting you guys can get rid of them but uh, but for all intents and purposes try to love them love them into this community uh, we've had so many people that have come in with like a harsh spirit and have ended up being really integral parts of the community so we just have to remember, guys, everyone's hurting. That's what I talked about earlier with Luciferianism. There's people that speak out against that. There's people that speak out against all different walks of life and faiths because there's always someone within those spaces that has 
uh, you know, negative intentions for people, unfortunately, unfortunately. And it's hard to tell them until uh, they hurt people. And that's, that's a problem. And so that's one thing that I really, really focus on here is trying to love everyone into unity rather than it's my way or the highway type thing. So you guys, you do you, you learn what you believe, you come into agreement with what you believe. That's the only thing I can, I can do for you. So, uh, and I don't see the heckler at all. So they must have me blocked, but they're still in the chat cause I don't see anything going on. So, uh, my trip says, I'm so glad you're live. I have so many questions for you. Thanks my trip. I appreciate you being here, man. Um, let's see any other questions here. I just can barely read Facebook. I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe I'll get another iPad soon and I'll be able to read Facebook better, but so I don't know. That's pretty weird there. You got that whole, uh, you know, the orbs basically floating there. I mean, I picture this big altar, you know, like this, this holy stone and the sacrifices and then you've got the orbs floating through and like, it's just this sci-fi image guys. Like it's so weird. Um, but anybody, you guys, there's so many people in our community that have experienced these things and you know what I'm talking about. You just haven't made the connection that this is what was going on in the Bible. And hopefully this episode will do it for you. Um, and if you've never experienced them, maybe you've heard the testimonies and you start to question and go, what's really going on? Great. You're on the right path. Like just keep seeking, seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. It's not talking about getting your new red convertible guys. There's too many people that take those verses and make them into something they're not. It's talking about spiritual understanding. You want your third eye to be open, ask for it. You want to see the connections, ask for it. What do you have to do? Well, you have to be willing to die to your ego, die to your carnal, your flesh, your need to be right, righteous, whatever, and just say, hey, I don't know. I don't know. And, I, and I, by the way, I trade in all of my knowing for the gnosis, which is the alchemization of the wisdom and the knowledge on a higher level, on a deeper truth where you can actually see and discern things rather than waiting for some magic thing to tell you, yeah, do that or don't do that. Like, why is it that we have millions and millions and millions of people that claim to have the Holy Spirit and not one of them agree with each other? Sorry, but I don't believe that a Holy Spirit from the truth of God is going to disagree with itself. So that's that's kind of my thing there. Gnosis knowledge, absolutely. Uh, that red convertible deteriorates. We are building a whole future kingdom that does not. Amen, my brother. Amen, music. Uh, absolutely. The curse will be broken. Yes, yes. And, and every day it's being broken by the little curses you break in your life. Generational curses. Curses of the need to be right. Curses of struggling with sin. Curses of poverty. Curses of fear and anxiety and loathing. Curses of judging others and yourself rather than loving others and yourself. Those are the things that we're breaking every day, and that builds up the kingdom of God. This is not a literal kingdom of shiny buildings and stuff that we're looking for. We're looking for that deep esoteric kingdom of God, the new earth, the 5D, the new creation, the new timeline. That's what we're building, guys. So um, I hope you guys get what I'm saying. So there's the door. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So the final one I want to read here, just to like really cap off the ET vibes, because it's not just in the Old Testament, guys. Uh, and I could get into the whole ascension of Jesus and like him beaming up and then them seeing the other prophets and like that's super ET as well. Um, 
Revelation 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea is no more. I saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice out of heaven saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with people. And he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Neither will there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the first things have passed away. He who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Write for these the words of God, the faithful and true. He said to me, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give freely to him who is thirsty from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes, I will give them these things. I will be his God, and he will be my son. Um, and then it goes on and talks about the gates on it, the 12 gates. It talks about the stones that it's built with, beryl, topaz, uh, chaldeon, sardonyx, amethyst, jacinth. Kerosope, um, pure gold, translucent glass, like uh, the city has no sun or moon, no need for it. Um, here's the deal, guys. It's also 1,500 miles tall, 1,500 miles wide. It's either a cube or a pyramid shape. We don't know exactly. Uh, you can kind of get both, from, both vibes from it. Um, very, very, very interesting thing here. Um, if you don't get ET sci-fi channel vibes from this, I don't know what verse in the Bible would actually give you those because for me, this is too darn weird, um, for me to just go, Oh, okay. That's I'm waiting for Jesus to come like that. And here's why, and I'm not rejecting the book of revelation, but I do question it. I want to know what John or whoever wrote it. We don't know that it was written by John. I want to know what they were on. Um, it's very, very trippy. Um, I'm not refuting that a lot of it we've seen come true. We'll see it come true. I also think it's cyclical. I think it's all come true. It's all coming true again. Like I think good prophecy is cyclical. It happens over and over and over to remind the player that you're in the game remind them that you're in a matrix 101 on the clock right now as i say this more more confirmation more serendipities i'll get more into that too the daily magic stuff um later on as i continue um continue what i'm doing here thank you guys new earth dragons what's up my friend god bless you my sister uh love love you uh hope you're doing well today um Thank you guys for the gifts on Facebook. By the way, those stars are huge, huge, huge. They pump up this broadcast. If I can get about, uh, what is it? I can't remember how many stars it was. I think it's 5,000 stars per live stream that just pushes it in the algorithm and gets this message out to more. Same thing on TikTok. Hats, mustaches. Thank you for the dragons, Stephanie. Thank you for the dragons, New Earth Dragons. Doing fabulous. God bless you. Uh, you guys want to go go check out New Earth Dragons at New Earth Dragons channel. She's doing uh, some incredible work over there. That's one thing I love about what I do here. I've got my angle, my opinion. I love everybody, guys. We have psychics. We have witches. 
we have dragonesses, we have goddesses, we have um, uh, star seeds, angels. We have all kinds of different people in this community. Uh, and I probably left out a lot and, and didn't say the right words for a lot. But um, there's so many different people in this community. And I love you all. We are one. We are one. We are one. Um, and I really mean that. So um, let's see. Uh, that Strange says, I found my people. Absolutely welcome, welcome. You are in good company. Uh, if you think you found your people here, uh, go check out my Mythos community. The you, There's some incredible people in that. So New Earth Dragon says, yes, we are one. Absolutely. We are all witches. Absolutely. Yes, we all have magic. We all can practice magic. Jesus practiced it. He taught us how to practice it. The tribe he was with knew how to practice it. His disciples in the Bible are some of the only ones that didn't understand it. He had the 12 disciples. There were 12 tribes. Uh, Joseph had 12 brothers. Joseph was the Jesus character. Joseph was magic. He did water divining. He could interpret dreams. He was of a higher order. And that's what we have to remember. Jesus was the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Why is it the order of Melchizedek? Because it was a magical order, a mystery order. I'm watching Lord of the Rings last night. Gandalf is one of the five in the order of wizards. The order of. Think about it, guys. Like, it's all there. Um, oh, no, Jesus isn't magic. He's the Savior. What is salvation? Salvation is magic. Salvation is realizing we are connected to the source of magic and that we are all one. Uh, Enoch is here. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, find it since you have magic. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, good talk, Seymour says. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see. Thank you for the wisdom, guys. Thank you very much, Arvin. I appreciate you being here. I, I could finally read one. I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm getting old, guys. My little iPhone. The next iPhone I get is going to be like the biggest iPhone they have so I can read comments better. Um, but think about it, guys. Think about the, the New Jerusalem Cube. Like, what is that? Um, it's 1,200 stadia tall by the way um well okay so um that's interesting too because it talks about sorcerers and sorceresses within this there's a difference between sorcery and magic sorcery by definition has to take a life uh now there's some people that consider themselves doing sorcery and i'm not speaking against you i'm just saying for a biblical context Sorcery is like you have to take a life. You have to split the sacrifice. The blood has to be spilled. You have to draw the right things. You got to do the symbols and take your sandals off and do all the stuff. Like literally look at all the stuff in the Old Testament for Yahweh to bless someone. That's what I consider sorcery for the purpose of this. And that's what in this it's talking about. Uh, the people that won't enter are like these that are talking about sorceries. But that also is in some of the definitions encompassing some of the things that we see that we've talked about here today. So I, I have to question, who is Revelation for? Is it a false prophecy? Is it a true prophecy? I don't know. Just because some of it's happened or perceived to happen doesn't mean it is or isn't. We have to discern this. And, and I'm not there yet. I haven't been able to like read into Revelation and get a true reading on it. For me right now, I still just look at it as super weird, trippy, paranormal stuff. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why is there so much heavy judgment on this? And why is there a kingdom coming in the sky when Jesus clearly said it is not coming? 
yet the character in this is supposed to be Jesus. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, New Earth Dragon says, you don't have to take a life, false construct by organized religion. Yeah, uh, so, and that's that's totally true, New Earth Dragon, um, because um, that's what, like, there's all these different cabals and secret societies and stuff, and they want, um, well, I mean, it works, right? Or they wouldn't do it. Like, there's something something about it it worked in the old testament people have done it for thousands of years so there's obviously something there with the power being transmuted from that life into some sort of blessing and i'm just here to tell you that this very light is within you and all you need is the unity or the yoking of your thoughts the yoga of thoughts the yoga of your emotions the yoga of your actions and the yoga of your spiritual energies and that can manifest, create, do anything you need within this matrix. You don't need anything other than what's already within you. Um, so, with that said, that's why I teach magic, not source, not sorcery, because magic to me is rooted in the light. It's rooted in good and love and blessings. Sorcery is something that's very easy, I think, to move into having to take another life like and I obviously don't support that that's not my mo that's not and in fact I'm very much in questioning and disillusion to why even a god would need that like I don't understand that because somehow we have authority to give that life that's on this planet because I think there's some contractual agreement about the seed of humanity on this planet um yeah, absolutely. White magic, that's that's what I teach. So there's there's white magic, black magic, and red magic. Um, and I teach white magic. That's what I teach, believe, practice. And it works just fine for me. So I'm going to stick with that. So um, Ancient sorcery was of the light and they inverted it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, I... Um, that that's why you know jesus is definitely a white magic um teacher of the light he, he spoke about the light all the time he said i am the light of the world he talked about in his father there is light there is no darkness so like um anyway that that's kind of how i approach this so just so you know but you know and in the old testament he hated he hated like yahweh hated anyone that was considered within the magic like so that ask you ask yourself that again why did this this ancient god hate magic yet you have jesus coming as an order of melchizedek go look into the magic of melchizedek go look into the magi these uh zoroastrian priests that came they knew the esoteric mysteries they practiced all those things and like so anyway i, I don't want to get too super deep into that um because i'm certainly not an expert but um but definitely go Go check out, um, go check out my friends that I've said here in the community, because everybody has a different piece of this puzzle. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I'm just here to love you guys into the direction that you naturally need to be. You may get on with these other creators that are friends of mine, and that's awesome. I want to push people into the areas that they naturally need to be in. So, uh, New Earth Dragon says, I, I love both magic and sorcery, but use light sorcery for greater good. Amen. God bless you, sister. Uh, and you understand it way more than anybody I've ever met. So thank you for being uh, a, a voice for that. Thank you for sharing that with people. 
um, and explaining that to people because most people don't understand it. And me coming out of this very deep religious construct, I have not understand any. I have not understood any of that until now, um, and and I'm only, you know, that deep into it. Now I fully intend to continue. So, uh, didn't Jesus confirm the Old Testament? I mean, he confirmed it in the fact that it obviously happened. He didn't corroborate it. Um, he actually gave uh, a dichotomy to it and showed kind of the other side of the coin and got people to think. And, you know, I've got a whole series on that Yalda Bayoth type thing. And so um, really, really interesting stuff. So um, let's see. Um, is the divine dragon the ascended snake? So there's a lot of different types of dragons. And I talked with New Earth Dragons about this. And I'm sure she'll do more on her channel about this. But... From the way I understand it, there's good dragons and there's there's evil dragons, just like there's good people and there's evil people. Like uh, the serpent can be translated to the shining one. Well, the shining one is attached to Jesus himself. And I'm going to do a whole video on that next week. Um, so it's like, well, why is Jesus attached to this serpent? Well, because it's not that. It's not bad. It's the good one. It's the one coming to an enlightened. But then also God in the Old Testament can be translated to great old dragon like uh, so it's like why, and then he loved, you know, gold and virgins and all these things that you think are just fantasy movies that were based in some sort of real sacrificial, you know, um, spell, if you will, uh, that this God had over people. And Jesus was the light bearer, the light worker, uh, the, the wielder of white magic that came to help break people free from that spell, if you will, if that makes sense. New Earth Dragons, I don't know, back me up on this or correct me or whatever. Like, I, I hope I'm, uh, I don't get the whole, uh, I'm, I'm very new to the whole dragon lore thing, but I'm fascinated by it. So the serpent came first and then it evolved into the dragon. Okay, there you go. So is it like mutated? Is that like where this God in the Old Testament came from? Was it like a manifestation of like the pure serpent that then decided to get ego and control and like even on the mountain of sin like the flesh type thing um and maybe she'll have more to speak on that because again i'm not um i'm not an expert on that side of the lore that's just not you know i'm more of the extraterrestrial type guy here so um sounds plausible uh two says yeah um okay so i hope that's making sense guys uh because i think that there there's a lot more and you guys can go scratch deeper under the surface um check out joshua check out truth seeker check check out new earth dragons check out um who else uh, we've got a lot of people in this community bob peck if you guys want to understand like the uh, the Buddhist side of Jesus, like go check that out. That he's he's got some beautiful videos. So I just love all the different angles on it. I just like I try to put together a bigger picture. That's the only reason I'm here. I want to put together a bigger bigger picture here. So New Earth Dragon says the serpent morphed to have arms and legs and wings uh, to traverse the universe with. Oh, okay, there you go. Awesome, awesome. Very very good. Yeah, she she understands a lot more about that than I do. So. Especially you guys that are asking questions about that, go check out her channel and she will enlighten you a whole lot more than I can on that. So, uh, humble gratitude, James Dunn says, Thank you for being here, James. Um, and thank you all. So, uh, just to finish with that, think about what is this new Jerusalem? What is this cube? 
Uh, a lot of people say it's esoteric and it represents something within. That's fine. But again, I say I think there's a lot of times in the Bible we should read it literally and we read it esoterically. And there's a lot of times in the Bible we should read it esoterically and we read it literally. And unfortunately, I think we have it flip-flopped nine times out of ten and we miss the true story behind what's actually going on. Uh, New Earth Dragon says you're doing great. Thank you. God bless you, my sister. I appreciate it. Um, assuming that was to me. Uh, but thank you very much. Um, I wonder why uh, it's a physical structure with the gates. That's a very good question. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I think, you know, the gates obviously are like the 12 tribes. I mean, that's kind of an obvious connection. But again, we have to ask ourselves: is there potentially a false kingdom come and a true kingdom come? Like, I think that's just what we have to ask. Like Jesus said, it does not come with visible signs. And if those tell you it's in the air, then the birds are closer than you. If those that you follow tell you it's in the sea, the fish are closer than you. And then we have this revelation. You have millions of people that are looking up and they're looking for Jesus coming in the clouds when I think the second coming of Christ is within the self. The light, we are the Christ. We are the body of Christ. And you don't have to be Christian for this, by the way. It probably helps if you're not, actually. Like, we have the light of Christ in us. We have the white magic in us. We have the source connected within us. We do not have to look to this physical construct for our salvation. We do not have to look to it for our power. Um, and somehow, we now have a whole book, uh, which could potentially have been written as a way to get people to look outside of themselves rather than what Jesus was actually saying. We don't know. We don't know. So I hope that you get an opportunity to read it for yourself. Ask yourself the authentic questions um, and continue your walk. And by the way, you don't have to be in a hurry. Um, <clears throat> everybody with the whole heaven and hell construct is like, i got to figure this out before I die. Like, no, you, you, you've been here before. You're going to be here again. Just authentically want to figure it out and you'll start to figure it out. That's it. He leads you to peace within yourself. Amen. Absolutely, brother. Um, yeah, for the chosen, this is the closest to hell we will ever experience. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the physical plane is not fun, right? Like, but we are here. We know we're a higher existence. We feel it. We know it. We experience it. Uh, New Earth Dragon says, signing off for now. Thank you for all you do, and thank you for letting me chime in. Much love. Much love to you, my sister. Absolutely. Thank you for your support. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. Um, uh, me, myself, and Amber says you are still bound by religion. Um, you know, and I, I'm still deconstructing, guys. I think um, I'm still bound by a lot of things by I don't want to offend people, but um, because I don't want to miss anybody. There are people here that are here because I've approached this with the way I have. There are people here because... I've brought the Bible into this. I've brought UFOs into this. I've brought uh, higher consciousness, psychedelia. I've brought um, community into this. Like, who has ever had a community like this? Not, not many. Not many people. Um, and I'm very, very honored and thankful to be able to do this. So, um, I hope that makes sense. So, um, Let's see. P. 
peace in communion is the goal. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And I hope that after every live stream, after every podcast you listen to, that you feel a sense of peace. I hope you feel a sense of, hey, I don't know. I just got enough information to blow my mind for the next three weeks. But I don't know, and I find some peace in that. And I hope that you find yourself in that place with me because I think it's a beautiful place to be. You're not going to hear this from a pulpit. You're not going to hear this from a basic New Age channel. You're not going to hear this from a religious channel. But I am trying to bridge the gap. I'm not trying. I am bridging the gap between all of these. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I literally think that's what I was called forth here on this earth in this time to do this light work, to be a light warrior. If you resonate with that and you want to actually do the work as well in whatever manner that means for you, uh, personally, professionally, within your family, your community, within your own self, and you want to be a light warrior too and you're discovering all of that, I have a brand new opportunity for you. I will be sharing that this week. I will have, I've had a ton of people ask for it. I finally have launched a course. It's a month to month always updated course called charisma light warrior training it has a whole academy with multiple courses within it where you will learn how to think differently how to tap into your true magic how to read all of these different documents and understand a bigger narrative Uh, you will learn how to actually go out and activate and do the work of a light warrior to love other people and battle the forces of darkness. A spiritual battle, by the way. Nothing physical here at all. It's all spiritual. But it's called Charisma Light Warrior Training. If you're interested in that, just drop me a comment. Just say Charisma. Charisma with a K. Um, If you don't know how to spell it, say, Hey, that course, more about it or whatever. And I'll message you more information about it. So uh, it's not for everybody. It's for the people that are just like really like, let's do it. Let's go deeper. Uh, among Queens says charisma. Awesome. I will message you. Um, in fact, message me if it's live on TikTok. comment later on another platform. Cause these get lost on TikTok. but message me that kitty glitter and among Queens and I'll message you info. Amy message me. Um, thank you guys. God bless you. Um, and it's literally only 30 bucks a month. It's some people are doing like hundreds of dollars a month. And guys, I'm never going to charge you something like that. I, I don't believe in that. I want this to be something that it's like a Netflix membership for you. You're like, I just want to be in this indefinitely and love myself and others into a higher existence and just just learn everything that Cub's teaching and soak it in and develop my own methods around it, maybe even my own spiritual practice. I literally am even going to be teaching. There's a whole course in there uh, called Game On. And it's playing the money matrix. And it's like literally about deprogramming from the matrix and starting to wield authority over money and pour it back into your light work. And like it's it's already really, really rad. So um, anyway, I could ramble on about it. But thank you guys. Y'all that want to know more, message me on TikTok if you're watching on TikTok. I have my my messages open now on TikTok. So I can get to you there. Um, And I'll give you the pre-sale link for it. There's no, well, there's a little bit of content in it. But if you do want to grab it, I'll send it to you at the discount. Um, And then you guys on Facebook comment, and I'll come back and look for those comments. So thank you. I got way more comments than I expected. So thank you, guys. God bless you for that. Um, I think the course is going to fill up really, really quick. So thank you, guys. But um, you all have a great day. This has been awesome. I love doing this on a Sunday. You know, we live in Amarillo, Texas, and there's we got a million churches here. And parking lots are full on Sunday. And 
everybody's going to church and lunch and family. And I love that. And, and I've been a part of that for years. But I just wanted to offer an alternative for, for people that stay home. Uh, rather than watching TV, maybe just dig into this, figure something out about ourselves and about the Bible and other contexts and ETs and all of this stuff. And I think it's been a good session. So thank you, guys. Uh, the word says, thanks for your work. Thank you, my friend. That's what to work on. Thank you. Music. Um, uh, me, myself and I says, I want to though. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Have a beautiful day, Amy. God bless you, my friend. I'll see you guys in the messages. Just shoot me a message. I'm also a messenger on Facebook. That's an easier way to get a hold of me as well. So, um, Esther, God bless you, my friend, Bruce. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Isora, uh, is Rosa, excuse me. Uh, thank you, me, myself. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful day. God bless you. I will see you on the next one. Don't miss my Lucifer video this week. I'm losing my voice right now. I need to go eat lunch. So I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Peace.